0: This is a VauFam special Special broadcast. broadcast. The COVID Report Show, Monday to Thursday, from 6 to 7 p.m. Exclusive Exclusive. to VauFam 88.1. Hear it.
1: And welcome back. You are still tuned into the COVID Report, where we have just dissected the address by the President on the 24th of May. And today, being the 25th of May, a day where we celebrate Africa and its diversity, we are joined by Puseleto Saudi, the youth coordinator at the Tabo Beggin Foundation, an advocate for Africa and her plight, and a candidate attorney who is going to share with us what COVID-19 has meant for the continent. So Puseleto, briefly, what is the impact of COVID-19 on the continent with things like trade, wars, and various other aspects contributing to this?
2: Puseleto, thank you very much. So, I would say when it comes to trade for example we know that um, in 2018 on the 21st of march various african leaders came together and signed the africa free trade area Agreement, which was intended to unite the continent in terms of trade as well as ensure that we begin to trade with each other and dependent more on intra-african trade rather than exporting outside the continent but what i anticipate and uh, i say anticipate because i don't think we we see the impact or the full impact yet. What I anticipate is that that uh, free trade area agreement and its aspirations will have to be delayed to a certain extent. So that's one perspective. But on another, it does bring a, a kind of wake up call to say, look, ports are closed and various other ways of trading have been closed. So Africa, the free area agreement is no longer an option, but a need, an absolute must that must be followed. So In the long term, it will be positive. In the short term, it's, it's definitely atrocious for us. Um, in terms of wars, look, uh, the issue of wars on the continent is a very difficult one. And I don't think COVID-19 will make it worse. But there are systemic issues that our African leaders must look at and, and face either
0: way. No, absolutely, So And you just touched on it now, the need and how essential it is that the agreement comes into play. We've seen that African economies are dependent on exporting raw minerals like cobate, platinum and oil and imports, finished products, very vulnerable to the currency market. Is it time to shift the way our governments trade?
2: So you're right, Pudu Amirzi, because the issue has always been that Africa is a primary product exporter in the sense that we... We export raw materials, whether it's it's cocoa beans or it's it's oil and or it's diamonds and gold and so forth, and then we then start buying the finished product for ridiculous prices. So there is a need for beneficiation to move African economies further to industrialise to be more dependent on each other. You know. Um, but we are headed towards this as well. So so the, it's not all gloom. The East African community, the EAC, is quite a good example of a region that trades very well amongst each other. Of course, they have certain advantages, such as language. Many of them speak Kiswahili, uh, And the movement of people has been relatively made easier there than it is this side. So they have those advantages, but it's not things that we can't use as well. It's not lessons we can't adopt and move forward and beneficiate our markets and improve our industries
1: so in your view corona has given us a time to maybe see where we fall short and improve and see what our other countries on the continent are doing so now taking out to the world compared to the devastation of the coronavirus pandemic in the world africa has a lower mortality rate what would you attribute this to and what do you have to say about the world's obsession with Africa getting sicker and the numbers increasing. We have seen French doctors wanting to come test on a continent that is not as affected as other continents. Um, We have seen this thing of the numbers will increase, this pressure from almost the international community for our continent to get sicker.
2: Many young people are very upset, obviously, and understandably so, um, at the Gates Foundation and others who, who have made it clear that they'd love to inverted commas, assist the continent by doing certain tests. But your first question is is the mortality rate. Look, I think there's several reasons for this, but the most obvious one or the one that comes to mind first is the fact that we have a lot more younger people here than Italy has, for example, where they have a a largely older population. But also, I think, despite what uh, Europe and, and America and the rest of the West want us to believe. I think we eat healthier than they do. So the immune system factor uh, does come in. There's various challenges to this, such as um, clean drinking water and, and so forth. But I think on the whole, we, we, we are doing well, I think in terms of our immune systems and the youth aspect. But yes, I, I don't think certain things should be tested here. I think there's a lot of African medicine and, and other forms of, of healing that we can do or adopt and try and look at before just adopting what comes from the West and is then shoved down our throats.
0: Absolutely. And you touched on it greatly that the core of the population that is, that is the most upset with the various international opinion and input on our dealing with this pandemic as an African continent have been the youth. And this continent, Africa, with the continent having the youngest population, what role can young Africans play collectively in the fight against COVID-19, as well as the economic and social challenges that come with that?
2: I think, collectively, in the fight against COVID-19, the the, the word awareness comes to mind. I think awareness, awareness, awareness. Um, Young people are on social media. Sposita has thousands of followers. She writes articles. She does all sorts of things that impact on our knowledge about what corona is, how to prevent it, how to stay healthy, and, and so forth. So awareness is the best tool that young people can adopt and use and is at their disposal much easier than anything else. And through awareness, I mean, they are then able to push certain policies onto governments to encourage them to move a certain way and ensure that Africans are protected. But then secondly, in terms of your social and business or economic impact, I think this is the time for bravery or for, for young people to take the leap of faith in their various dreams and endeavors. By that, I mean, this is the time where we should come out of COVID-19 with more businesses, more more attempts at businesses, more social development initiatives and so forth, run by young people. Because, of course, we know that employment is scarce and is becoming scarcer as a result of COVID-19. But also the notion that you must go to school and then become employed, and that's the only way you will survive in life, is also not helping.
1: So just a foreign policy and a question that I have in terms of the pandemic itself is, During a certain presidency, South Africa was said to be the big brother of the continent and has adopted an approach of always assisting and aiding the continent in many of its endeavors. But during the pandemic, do you think there is space for for South Africa to take the lead on the continent and implement some of the strategies we have done to advise other African countries? Or is this something that each country should be aware of, know themselves and South Africa should just deal with issues?
2: Um, Specifically, look, we we are all interconnected. I think that the, the worst impact or one of the worst impacts of colonialism and later apartheid in South Africa is this idea that South Africa can make it on its own or Nigeria can make it on its own or Kenya can make it on its own, the divide and conquer ideology or philosophy. So we are all interconnected, it's important that we understand that as South Africa, as the rest of the continent, South African problems cannot be solved in isolation nor can Nigeria's and and others. Having said that, however, it's important to say, for example, that the Big Brother label is is not the best. I I don't think it's good to call any country the Big Brother of any other country. Countries are sovereign, but interdependent nonetheless. So I understand what you mean, but uh, I I don't think the label is that, is the right one. However, South Africa must and has played a leading role in certain certain respects regarding our economy and, health and so forth and that hasn't changed entirely at least we know for example that um, president cyril is currently the chair of the eu the secretariat of the african free trade continental area agreement is a south african as well uh, mr Wamkele Mene of the dti is the chair of the secretariat or the secretary general Anna. we are still playing those leading roles but it's important again to say look how do we as africans come together to find solutions that work for africans they've been designed by us as africans
0: we are joined by Mr. Puselito Saudi, who is the youth coordinator at the Tabo Mbeki Foundation, an advocate for Africa and her plight, as well as an attorney, helping us ring in Africa Day by going over the various ways in which the African community has been the, well, the African continent rather has been affected during this time of a COVID-19 pandemic, and the ways in which we can continue to further expound on the great progress that's been made, not only in South Africa, but across the board in the African continent. So again, thank you so much for joining us here on the COVID report.
2: No, thank you. Thank you, Mkuluwaman. Now it's for um guys, this is this is wonderful. I think it, it goes to the heart of what we were talking about earlier, which is awareness, you know. And uh, so congratulations to you and happy Africa Day.
0: And that rounds off another edition of your One-stop shop for all of the facts, the stats, the figures, and none of the misinformation as it pertains to
1: all things COVID-19, this being the COVID report.